Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Kat Napsok for another edition of Four Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. And as of today, the home for Rogue One predictions, fears, and hopes. That's right, we are diving in to Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which is going to be released this weekend. Or some of you may have uh, seen it because you're in a different country. Some of you may have been to press screenings. At the time of this release, I will have seen it. But the time of this recording, I haven't seen it and I have no idea if I'm happy or sad right now in real time. <laughs> um, but this is going to be a fun uh, show. We're going to take off the reins and just dive on in and be little Star Wars nerds that we know we really are. And to do that, as always, is the... Uh, 
uh, the, the the folks that keep Force Center floating in the galaxy, Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Lando. Welcome to the Dream Fest. Exciting Viston Space Monkey Noise. Yes! That's, that's what I have to say. He's <laughs> done impression. We're here, kids. We're yeah. here. So close. Yeah. yeah. It feels both like it's been forever to get to <laughs> right before Rogue yep. One right. and that it is happening suddenly at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going back a year now to Force Awakens, the feeling's different because that was the first. There was the return. That was something we never thought we'd see, Episode 7. Yeah. There was a lot of weight to that moment. This one, I, all through the year of 2016, was like, I'm so excited for Rogue One. I think, yeah, I'm more interested in the story. I don't care about spoilers as much. It's just a standalone film. Guys, I'm more geeked up than I thought I'd be. Yeah, you know what this is like? This is like when you're playing a video game and you think it's so great that you're playing this main story and then you realize the side quest is really subtle and fascinating and (laughs) I'm actually spending all my time on the side quest. Is this Mm. the playing poker in Red Dead Redemption? It (gasps) is. I love that. That was (laughs) so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is the going and chasing some guy in your horse and then having him steal your horse and (laughs) not knowing how it's like, hi, mister, can you help me? (laughs) This is Rogue One. That's Rogue One. Hey, mister, can I help? Hey, Jen Erso, can you help me? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because it is, as we've we've become closer, we've realized, wow, this is in some ways Mm -hmm. just as important as The Force Awakens because it's selling can uh, these standalone movies work? Yeah. Will they truly stand alone? There's Can they stand alone? A lot of weight mm-hmm. on them there. And Jennifer, where is your excitement level? You know, initially on I was... one to Yubnub. <laughs> it's it's full on Yubnub now. <laughs> initially, I was like, of course I'm going to go see this film multiple times. Yes, yes, I'm excited. But I'll tell you what did it to me was that trailer mm, that we've talked about. Yep. That I was surprised by how emotional I got. I got teary-eyed. I yeah. was not expecting that. And, and, and you're talking about the first teaser, right? It was the... Actually, well, the first teaser was great. Okay. That got me kind of emotional. But the, it the was controversial the second, one. The controversial one. The second That's official right. trailer that you. The one that I hated and stamped hated. on your dreams. Yes. Right. That one for me was like, <laughs> I cannot wait for this gotcha. film. That yeah. was. Which proves that there's room for varying opinions Absolutely. in Star Wars. Because for me, it was the first, the very first teaser that mm. I think you and I watched together, Joseph, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we huddled did our... around a computer monitor at the Collider Studios, and it was the first strength of the, the, the Star Wars theme played a little differently in Jin walking, I think, in handcuffs or binders. And it was like an end of the, 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 the base on Yavin 4. And I was like, oh, they, re, they re- recreated the magic. Yeah, yeah. It was all, all these great, strange visuals that we got to see for the first time. They really gave us the flavor. Uh, and then I, I'm not as big of a fan of Jennifer. But Jennifer, you, you opened my eyes to how effective mm-hmm. the beginning of that trailer was. I was just in total, I had my grumpy pants on about, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see the scene of them coming to get Galen. And then yeah. I didn't need to see that. But you're right as a trailer. To show so early in her life, yes, she was affected affected by her father being abducted, and that's what leads every. That's what this is about. You're right that that is emotionally bam yep. powerful. Yeah, yep, yeah, and the mother and daughter relationship and uh, and all that kind of stuff that was shown there. So yeah, you're right. You're right. At the end, Jennifer, you're always right. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but my excitement is at a fever pitch now. Yeah, there's questions. That's why we're going to talk about fears and predictions, and maybe some of it is is you know. Yep, I'm going to mention that the dialogue still scares me at times, and there's some moments uh, that have been. Least that have scared me, but overall, we can we can say we're at we're standing on something we believe is going to be pretty exciting to Star Wars fans. And what again, 
pause for a moment out there listening. If, you, if you're about to take uh, great offense to anything we might say about our fears or, you're, or agree with our fears, and maybe, maybe you're scared too now, just think about it. We're talking about Star Wars movies in 2016 when at the end of 2005, there was no chance hmm. in our minds we were going to have in these discussions. No. <laughs> if you go back to 1983... We didn't think there was any chance we'd be having these discussions. No. Incredible. That's so incredible. let's dive right in. Predictions, fears, hopes, and you guys out there have already joined this conversation. We put it out on Twitter and Facebook uh, last week to gather your fears, hopes, and predictions. We got some of those, too, from you out there. So predictions, let's take off our X-Wing helmets and gloves and dive right into this. Joseph, I want to start with you. So, yeah, I, you know, predictions are always hard for me because sometimes it gets into that sort of game where, like, I just want to enjoy the movie. I don't want to get hung up about whether or not I am right. Right. My main prediction is that we are going to see a lot of subtle nods to A New Hope in pre-existing things. Not the sort of thematic Force Awakens where we're going to see something that looks like a trench run. I think we're going to see lots of background details Mm -hmm. that are really fun if you're an uber Star Wars geek. Right. That's my biggest prediction. Mm -hmm. My other prediction, which is a sad one, is that I don't... I I think that we're only going to see... Uh, Bist on the Space Monkey for just a little bit. Oh, come <laughs> that, on. That he's not going to have the juicy scenes that we want. Yeah. That's, my, that's my biggest prediction. It's a tragedy. <laughs> but he's a gunner, right? He's a gunner and he's a human. He is. Yep. Have you seen the, the, the Star Wars Battlefront DLC trailer for Scarif? I have not yet. It's really good. Careful. Uh, someone said there's some spoilers. Hey, kind of. Yeah. But one of the things is the U-Wing is part of the game as a gunner. You're taking oh, down nice. things. That nice. shows me that Bistain's got some. He's got some weight to the story. Yeah, he may be there for a second, but he'll be important. Yeah, I hope he has an Akbar level role that establishes <laughs> him as a fan favorite for a long time to come. I like that. So there is uh, your first prediction out of the gate, too, really. But uh, that uh, we're going to tie into some nostalgia and, 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 and the first movies in a, an interesting, fun way. Jennifer, what do you got? Go, go, go. I'm thinking. This is a bold prediction. I really think Darth Vader is one of the greatest villains of all time Fact. in cinema. Yes. So they're going to have to show him cutting down some rebels. They mm-hmm. have to. I really feel this. And so I think we're going to get a good scene. It's not going to be a long scene. It's not going to be super bloody. But we're going to see him cutting down some rebels. And maybe a confrontation between him and Saw. Maybe. Ooh. I, I don't know if they'll prediction. go there. But right, right. it would be a really great scene. Okay, okay. To explore that relationship, mm-hmm. I don't know though. We, I mean, you know, we've got, yeah, we've got to see it on Rebels, but we haven't right. ever got to see on film mm-hmm. Vader have a flash of recognition from his life as Anakin. Yes, like kind right. of Return of the Jedi, but not now that we have the baggage of we have seen his whole journey. That would be pretty cool, right? Yeah. And so audiences who don't know, you know, the Clone Wars, or whatever, they're they're not going to get it, but they'll at least know. Oh, there's some backstory there. But then yeah. the rest of us will be like, oh yeah. yes. I was just spinning off into the possibilities of that because uh, I'm, I'm lost in my Clone Wars canon and Rebels canon. But would it be interesting if, yeah, they met and Saw says something about Ahsoka or something draws something and uh, draws Ahsoka into the film canon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's already canon, obviously, you know what I mean. But, like, yeah, that, uh, that could be interesting. That'd be good. 
Like, what yeah. Did, what did you do to her? <laughs> you killed her. Oh. You killed Snips. <laughs> Save the Snips. <laughs> you are always violent. Uh, yeah. So that's my prediction. Okay, it's a good I think prediction. I have one more, but I'm curious about yours. Okay. okay. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people are, the, the. it's like the betting odds of who comes out of this movie uh, alive or dead. And, and it certainly makes sense that all these characters end up sacrificed in some way. That the part of this to me is the sacrifice they make for the cause of the rebellion. And maybe this is kind of a one way mission um i think though i i also go the other way i i really think uh krennic's gonna pay the price i think mm-hmm. krennic pays the price for what happened um yet you can't insert him into uh, a new hope anymore unless there's a special edition released with new <laughs> mendelssohn just thrown into the corner there or something you know like at this point they should just re- re-release the mm-hmm. original films with like little yeah. color forms where you can place <laughs> oh characters where gosh. you think should be in this scene oh, in that scene that um so i'm predicting pre- predicting a lot of death at the end of this movie mm-hmm. which i think might go into some of the tone but because of that i am going on the uh, ledge here and i'm going to predict that jen Erso survives this movie whether or not she factors into other stories i don't know i don't know how that would work um we've seen so many characters from the comics and books show up in different ways evan evan verlaine is the female alderanian x-wing pilot shows up in the princess leia comic and she reappears in bloodline um if jen is bigger than that but i think that there may be uh there's to me, some weight to her surviving while the others survive and her standing tall at the end. So I think that, and I think Krennic goes as well because I believe Daddy's home when the when the Vader shows up at the end. I believe like everyone's kind of thinking it's almost uh, it's almost a safe bet in your Vegas, but it's how he go. How bad does Vader go at the end? Yeah, is the prediction when you hire that good of an actor mm-hmm. to play an underling of Darth Vader? Yeah, why not give him a death scene? Ooh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Give him a nice, juicy death scene. It could be something meaty in that death or, you know, what it yeah, is. Yeah, a real yeah. slow choking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I be, think that's be, a great prediction yeah. on Jen, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the, the Vader at the beginning of New Hope is a pissed-off Vader. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's upset, and it's a mistake. New Hope is about a lot of mistakes for Vader. Yeah, he already doesn't like yeah. the Death Star. Right. And then he's, he's maybe responsible for bungling something. Yeah. Yeah. And then to lose it, and then we see in the comics, the Darth Vader series, Emperor ain't too happy about it. Yep, he's getting knocked down a peg. Yeah. 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 Uh, my only other prediction is that I think politics in Star Wars will be vindicated. I think there will be mm. one good, actual, intriguing political scene. Right. Agreed. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you got the players. We got Mothma, Organa, Dodana. Sounds like some kind of <laughs> pop cover band, pop band. Menudo is there. Menudo. Yeah, um, you've got the you've got these people realizing they've got a big problem. This rebellion that's grown and grown and been through different cells and everything is now in this moment where all they're all in that briefing room wondering how they're going to survive. Can they survive? Should we should we even try? Yeah. Right. Um, and then on the imperial side, the actual functioning of the government. Mm-hmm. It, Pablo Hidalgo has hinted that the scene in A New Hope will be invoked where they have wiped yeah. away the government and we got a lot of Imperial players. So I think, man, an actual meaty scene of yeah. of, uh, of Imperials deciding how they're going to govern yeah. and have that be exciting. Yeah, yeah you know, it's mm-hmm. funny. We are not going to see, I, I don't believe, uh, unless I'm wildly wrong, that we're going to see the Emperor in this. Uh, if no. it is, it's been very kept very secret. But that keeps in line with that the Emperor locked himself away. That Palpatine, whether you read the opening chapters from the Star Wars novel from the Journal of the Wills, that he was <laughs> surrounded by bootlickers and kept away. But in uh, 
you know, in Catalyst, he hangs over the story and is not in the story. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that's interesting. You know, we're not going to see Masa Meda. That'd be interesting, though, if we did see Masa oh, Meda like show that. up yeah. in Rogue One. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's true, too. That is a key moment because that, that conference room scene uh, that Pablo Hidalgo tweeted out and all of us hang on his words uh, <laughs> like uh, kids on a Christmas morning. What gift did you get us? Um, that's a key scene because I did rewatch it again that day. It was on YouTube and I just watched the scene. Yeah. It's, it's an the, the 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 galaxy changes at that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tarkin's like, no, don't worry about the Senate. It's gone as of right now. Right, the last of the old yeah. Republic wiped yeah. away. Right. Yeah. Right. He's seen. Okay. Hmm. I like that. Any other any other predictions, Jennifer? No, but I do have a lot of hopes. Oh, that's <laughs> good. That's <laughs> why you're on board. Should we go dark to fears and then end on hopes? Yes. Oh, good yeah. idea. Good we idea. Should, there's always hope, Joseph. Yes. We should mm-hmm. end on hope. Let's yes. dive into the darkness. You know the the second part of the trilogy <laughs> is the <laughs> darkness. This is oh, our boy. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Fears. The fears. We can keep the dark side to yeah, a minimum. Yeah. Well, uh, time-wise. I time mean, we'll, we'll get real dark, real depressing. Yeah, yeah. Fears uh, leads to anger, hate, and suffering, and all that good stuff, and singing about seagulls on the beach. But um, <laughs> do you want to start with your darkness, Ken? I want to start with my darkness, because maybe you guys can make it all sound better. I am still... <laughs> Still worried about the dialogue. Still worried about the execution of the the story as it filmed. There's still some things I'm seeing that I just it not cringeworthy. Like um, uh, you know, it's going to be better than you know, sand. It gets everywhere. I understand that. Yeah. Um, that seeing that scene of Jen speaking and kind of giving her Braveheart speech made a little more sense to me. Uh-huh. Um, but there's still some stuff I'm worried about, and because of it, there's the scene of K2SO throwing the bomb. On the stormtroopers, yeah. and it is wacky comedy, yeah. and it made me just cringe. And if there's too much of that, I'm not going to be taken out of it. It's not going to destroy the movie for me. But I'm going to see. I'm going to. I hope. I hope it doesn't go too far in that way. Yeah. Did you see the scene with her, Jin, and Cassian and K two on the on the, when I guess this is like their first encounter? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure I've seen clips from it. It was he, just one clip that they released it's recently. K two K two S O joke, right? Yeah, it's a K two S O joke. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, the pacing was a little weird. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe that will be fixed in you know, sure. the final movie in or full something. context too and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. But his joke there too was a little bit like. <laughs> there, yeah. I, but I, I don't want to get worried. But I did have that moment where I was like, "Is this just because of my age, or am I just becoming cynical, or yeah. you know, what is it?" Well, just we for all... like five minutes, embrace the darkness, and then we'll get out of here. Okay, yeah. you can let all it right. out. Okay. You can let it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys. Uh, believe me, I've already got two hundred dollars so, worth of tickets purchased. I'm going to see this yeah. movie a lot. Um, yes, because there's also there's that moment. Uh, the get the, the the worst right now to me is the one of the the K2S thing when he's talking and Jin kind of points and he's like casually tosses like hang grenade over and it kills like six stormtroopers and there's another moment with Sherrod Emway where Baze Malba yes. saves him mm-hmm. and there's some kind of comedy there now keep in mind we could be burned because of the prequels which had a follow Jedi has some humor that doesn't necessarily stand up right. I loved as a kid Han keeping uh, tapping 3PO three times on the on the shoulder <laughs> as an adult I'm like oh that's that if I had seen that at 25, I might not have thought it was funny as I did at eight. Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think the Chewbacca thinking with his stomach yeah. motivation oh. for the greatest yep. heroes in the galaxy is being caught in a net. That's just straight up wacky. Yep. Right. Uh, uh, Chewie doing the Tarzan scream. Straight up wacky. So there is some history and precedent for this. So I'm not opposed to humor in Star Wars. I don't want a humorless. I, I want real people yeah. with real moments. But the moments I've seen so far don't seem 
that way versus hey Lord of the Rings, which was written into the books but done so well in the movies where where uh, you know uh, um, uh, uh, why am I completely drawing blank on the two names of the characters I love so much? Uh, uh, Orlando Bloom and John Reese Davies are have have great chemistry and, and comedy throughout the movie throughout their their characters actually uh, um, playing off each other in the in the midst of battle. So we can get that, yeah, if it's done right. But in short chunks, and we're going dark, these short chunks have scared me a little bit about the comedy. Yeah, I, I will agree that uh, not the comedy in particular. Mm-hmm. I am worried since everything else looks so good. It looks like the plot looks interesting. Mm-hmm. The visuals are clearly going to be stunning. The cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. What's left to fail <laughs> is the dialogue in particular, mm-hmm. A, the plot being predictable, mm-hmm. just right. feeling like it is beat by beat of mm-hmm. she gets the assignment, she teams up, there's some camaraderie, it looks like everything's lost. At the last minute, they save it, yeah, and then some of them die at the end. It, there's that fear of just like, is it just going to feel like, yep, that's exactly what we thought. Every beat mm-hmm. is exactly what we thought, but my biggest, darkest fear is that the dialogue is going to be flat. Mm-hmm. When... The very first trailer came out with the, uh, this is a rebellion, I rebel. I was like, damn, that's some nice spark. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, but there's like that one shot, one of the trailers where uh, Cassian and Jen are taking off and they're looking at each other and like, good, Mm -hmm. good. And like, that's the sparkling dialogue you had for the trailer is too, I mean, that's just like (laughs) an old married couple deciding to have coffee. It's It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Good. Uh, And again, like every, everything you guys are saying, out of context, yeah. this is, fans listening, this is our dark moment. Uh, yeah. That yeah. that would be a real bummer if it was just flat and predictable and felt like a Hollywood script writing machine had had ideas entered and then the script got barfed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what scares... I, I think KTUSO's jokes are, are funny for what they are, but they're yeah. like, we've seen a robot who doesn't understand human mm-hmm. emotions, so says creepy, scary things. Yeah. We've seen that in Star Wars. That's yeah. Mr. Bones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's my concern is like, uh, the visuals are so amazing in this film to take things we've seen a million times, excite us by seeing them again, mm-hmm. and then literally put them upside down by having the Death Star float upside down. Yeah, literally. Having the yeah. Death Star peekaboo above the clouds of a planet. Oh, like, so good. I want the dialogue to have that freshness. Mm-hmm. I want more of the dialogue to be, I rebel. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid a lot of it's going to be good, 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 mm. good. Yeah, that's yeah. my darkest fear. Yeah, K2SO as Drax the Destroyer is is not a bad idea in its own right. Or a little bit of Marvin the Paranoid Android from yeah. Hitchhikers. That stuff's okay. And, of course, yeah, 3PO and, and Bones, though a lot of you out there might not have read Bones, and yeah. it's okay. AP5 but, on, yeah. on Rebels right now has a little bit of that. Right, 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 right. Um, but... Um, it's not the comedy. Yeah, there's just something about the beats and the moments. Comedy is subjective, again, and, yeah. and how you carry it off, again, context. But um, I don't want that to be the overriding theme of K2SO is he's, yeah, just doesn't get it. The captain made me do this. Uh, I want a little bit more. I think we'll get it. It's an interesting – It's a, I love the design of K2SO. Yeah. I'm on board mm-hmm. for needing that kind of droid, and, and it fits in. The Imperial Enforcer droid thing fits in with the, the theme and motif of the movie, I'm sure. But, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The first joke, it's like a good comedy set. The first joke comes out and you think it's all right. Audience laughs. We're good to go, I think. Are we off base, Jennifer, in your eyes here? Well, I'd like to think that, you know, with those moments of humor, when we're watching the film and, you know, these things are so emotional and there's so much action happening and we're getting sucked into it, we need that moment of levity, as I talked about. So I'm thinking that in the context, those moments will be funny, we'll all laugh, and everything will be fine. But... My fear is that there have been 
too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. I actually read a really interesting article um, on Vulture, mm-hmm. and it talked about the notion of, of taking a kind of newer filmmaker mm-hmm. like Aerith Edwards, and the reason why that would be beneficial is because you can, in essence, like control them more. Right. Mm-hmm. And get, you know, and this is this is very dark, right? That they sure. have their own agenda, and they, they want to tell the story that they want to tell, and so they're going to basically tell him what he needs to do. Yeah. And so my fear is that it will water down the story, make the plot predictable. Yeah. And, but I don't think it's going to happen because from what I've been seeing online, everyone that's seen 30 minutes of the film has been mm-hmm. raving about it. Sure. Saying okay. it's, you know, the edgy film, it's it's a war film, blah, blah, blah. So. Right, um, right. Now, keep in mind, they had Lucasfilm wine in their hands, right? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> they got to visit Lucasfilm, had Skywalker yeah. Ranch wine. Hey, look, here's George's yes. office. Do you want to go see a movie? Yeah. How was yeah. the movie? Well, it was kind of fruity with a hint of oak and about <laughs> 6.7 ABV. Oh, the movie. The movie. Right. Oh, okay. Right. I, but I want to believe yeah. it's going to be yeah. amazing. I yeah. just hope that these little clips, and that's why I'm like, I don't need to see more clips. Don't show me any yeah. more clips. Yeah. I want to see yeah. it in the context of the film. I think it's mm-hmm. much better that way. Okay. 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 So is that is that good for darkness? I think that's safe. You know, it's uh, for me. It's not. Uh, I'm not going to go anywhere I haven't mentioned before. It's been my fear from the second trailer on, um, uh, and, and it's maintained. There's been nothing to take that fear away from me, other than my own excitement of just being able to escape. And you know, uh, again, and and uh, fans listening, I don't like to play too much into uh, you know fans listening you're going to tweet us angry things but we get some stuff from time to time some people hey man have fun and everything yeah we're gonna have fun oh absolutely gonna have fun but we've also entered a new era of filmmaking and expectations Mm -hmm. that are different post prequel not just for star wars Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. A lot of people, myself included, didn't like that movie. Felt it faltered. Um, and f- and the Hobbit trilogy faltered. And there's yeah. a new, so you can't just say, it's a Star War, and not hit <laughs> all these points. We are in an era of new expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I think it's fair to have them. Yeah, I'm a lot riding on this one. But, you know, yeah, yeah going back to the prequels, uh, the reason that I found more to like in them is because I couldn't stop watching them, even though I knew and felt that there were lots of bad parts of it. Right. So even if Rogue One has parts that are bad, I will still love it because it's sure. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I love Force Awakens and story, main story plot line. Yeah, a little predictable. We figured yeah. that out once at the start. And there's some little comedy moments that work really well. And on my 15th viewing, when the when the surprise, laughter comes from surprise, with the surprise gone, um, I don't laugh as much, you know, you know, but <laughs> yeah. but I still right. the the energy and feel was there for Force Awakens and I and I, I I fear that the dialogue will take away from some of that energy if it's not yeah. done right. But but I'm hopeful, which yeah. is our next category. The light side is calling and now we will oh, ascend God, out of the darkness. Oof, thank and you. we will effuse let it in. My voice is literally getting higher. Yeah. yeah. Can we break out into song? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, hopes. And this could also be slight predictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hopes for the film. Jennifer, you're the most hopeful person here. I have so many hopes. <laughs> you have a I long do. list of hopes. I do. Okay, Damn. first one is... I really want to hear the Imperial March. Okay. I just yeah. want to hear it when he when Vader enters. I think that we're gonna we would all go nuts. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think having if they use if they use some of the you know old scores and some of these little notes of nostalgia right, it will be really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. If they don't rely on it too much, we'll be we'll, we'll be okay. 
Right. That's one of my hopes. Another hope. <laughs> Bistan, my favorite character. <laughs> I hope that we at least get one good scene with him where we really get to see who he is as a character. Like mm-hmm. you're saying with Akbar. Right. Like he becomes a fan favorite, not just for me, but for all the people. Right. That he has an it's a trap moment. Exactly. We get to see his essence. Yeah. You know, I just want that. Yeah. Um, so that we could maybe get like a comic or something else. I don't know what him. the what the Star Wars equivalent of a cigar is, but I think he smokes a cigar. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Smoke him oh, if yeah. you got him. <laughs> oh my gosh, no I love Christine. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are yeah. my two big ones. I think I have more, but go go, go ahead. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, you already, Jennifer, already touched on my biggest hope is that I want Vader's lightsaber to ignite. I don't need it to be violent. I think one of the big questions hanging out there is how violent this war movie is going to be while mm-hmm. still trying to get in as much money as possible. Um, but I do want to see Vader at full power since we haven't got yes. to see that. He's been weakened by the narrative necessity of the Inquisitors, mm-hmm. but he is supposed to be the unstoppable force, and I want to see Vader being unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and and again, in terms of the violence, it's, it doesn't necessarily need to be graphic, but no. him choking and throwing someone, someone against the wall, that lightsaber, it cauterizes the wounds anyways. It doesn't need to be super bloody, but yeah, yeah. him kicking ass and taking names, and uh, that, that's almost needed. Almost yeah. needed to to pay off a new hope. Mm-hmm. I think it would go down in film as one of the certainly geekdom film coverage yeah. is one of the biggest missed opportunities ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if there's not if he's just menacing, little, yeah, no, yeah. If he's just menacing that. in boardrooms, like you know, Vader is back. Like come on, yeah, yeah throw some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. My second big hope kind of ties into that. We've talked about it before. Is I love that this is a story of hope. Mm-hmm. but also a story of people who can only take the ball so far yeah. because a Jedi is needed. Mm-hmm. It's already in our canon. We've, we've had in Rebels where they're trying to put the Jedi and the Sith holocrons together and trying to figure out how to defeat the Sith, and they see a strange image of uh, twin suns on a desert planet, which mm-hmm. reinforces right now the canon of Star Wars is Luke and maybe Leia are the hope. Yes. And they must be the hope. Right. And I want that our friends to fight to give everything they have and have that be not enough. Mm-hmm. Enough for them to scrape by this victory and then have them say, we need a Jedi. Yeah. We need to find Kenobi. Vader is unstoppable. Yeah. At a certain point, we can't topple it because this guy can do anything. Right. Right. He's got all the cheat codes. Yeah, he's got all the cheat codes. You know, we have all of our weapons. He waves his hands and they fall apart. Right. And he cuts us to ribbons. And we can be as brave as we want, but we can't go on like this. Right. I want that idea in there. I want that moment in there. Yeah, for me, I'm going to piggyback off that with one of my hopes because it is uh, is at the end of this movie, no matter what happens to the main characters, I want it to really feel like I want to race home and have to put in a new hope. Right. Mm. I want to feel this immediate connection like I did with Sith a little bit, you know, um, when I would watch, whether it was when I saw it in the theater for the first time or watching it at home, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, the ending, the twin sons, Owen Lars, ooh, Star Wars, let's get right, let's watch New Hope. Right. Um, now we got, you know, these 19 years have been played with by Disney Lucasfilm and filled in with a lot of stories. So I hope there's, I hope, I hope, it's my hope that I have that same feeling and that I, you know, where Force Awakens ended on an emotional tone that can can get me a little teary-eyed, misty-eyed because of what it meant to those characters and the story at large. I want, I, whether it comes from a Bail Organa moment with Leia or saying something to Leia or 
the death and destruction, invader emerging, and them saying there is only we had all this hope, and now there's only one hope left, mm. and it's an old wizard in the desert who's got the key to that hope. Yeah, uh, I want to feel I want to feel like pumped up, but in a uh, the, the the cost of war was felt. Yeah, um, that thing we didn't get uh, in specific terms at the end of Jedi, where Han or Lando or someone didn't die to prove the cost of of this of this uh, mission they all went on. Um, I hope we get that. That's yeah. what I want. If that makes any sense, is it just like end of this movie? I want to tear my eye saying, "Let's go take down that empire." The way you were saying that led to a thought that I'm sure other people have mm-hmm. had, but I'd never thought of. It, it would be amazing if the uh, angle was. I don't think this, mm-hmm. is, this is a wild prediction. If the yeah. angle was, Bale is sending Leia because mm-hmm. not just because she's in the Senate and is crafting a part of the rebellion, but mm-hmm. he knows that. She is strong with the force. So maybe he's yeah. not even thinking about Luke. Maybe he's like, hey, if I tell her to go pick up the crazy old wizard, maybe he'll just start training her. That's mm. that's very true, though, whether or not it gets into mm. specifics. But, yeah, I mean, he knew. He knew. <laughs> yeah. That you got two young Jedi you could train that are yeah. really strong with the force. Get yeah. off your ass, old man. <laughs> do, you, do you think, this goes a little spinning off here, then I'll hear some more of your hopes, Jennifer, too. But uh, do you think, I rewatched New Hope again, again. Lucas didn't know when he filmed this in 75 that this world he was creating was going to be so big and vast. But Obi-Wan plays it, uh, getting in the Star Wars story, do you think he was waiting for the call or had was like, oh, crap, I forgot about all that? Because Bale's sending, is he sending, like, here's my daughter, your turn now. Yeah. Mm. We failed the way we wanted to. Now's the time. You've got to do what you, you you set out to do when you went out to that desert to watch Luke. Yeah, because there's a because Obi Wan again, Allegheny plays it as Obi Wan. Well, that's a name I haven't had in a long time. Yeah. I don't recall owning a droid. Yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you do. Technically, he <laughs> never owned R two. Yeah, true. Yeah, R two is awful. R two is flipping him off with a little appendage inside. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and we're, I don't know if we're going to get those answers, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's there's something to that. Of 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 remember, Leia wasn't just going. To get Obi-Wan, uh, which led to Luke by accident in some ways, you know, unless you believe the way the Force is guiding it. But, yeah, she has those powers, too. Yeah. So Bale's like, start the Jedi Academy now, Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, you, I, you got two. I understand you've been waiting for the Force to tell you it's the right time, but it's your old pal Bale. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Bale thinks yeah. it's time. It's, it's a nine one one page. Yeah. You just got, <laughs> you've got Jennifer. You've got a lot, of, a lot more hopes on there. Yeah. That also makes me think maybe we'll get those answers in an Obi-Wan movie. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Hello now. Speaking Hello. of hopes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One random thing. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more off speak. Oh, I nice. want, and I don't know. Mm. I was trying to imagine last night. How mm. would he speak? And I they're talking like this. They're talking a boo boo. Something kind of like lower, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, or maybe low, but not super intellectual. Yeah. 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 So I want to explore. I want to see lots of aliens. I want to see lots of yep. new aliens, and maybe a couple familiar ones. I would like more familiar ones. You want more familiar ones? Yeah. All right. All right. I want some Rodians and some Athorians and oh, some yes, of the of more course. classics. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, sorry, sorry Jennifer, yeah, yeah no. on that too, yeah, I don't want to, we already get a lot of new cool creatures, I don't want every movie to have 15 new ones. Right. Yeah. I want to explore some of the old ones too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. it makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, well, that was a fear that I had, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never mind. Throw those, cast those fears away. Yeah, no. Um, that's, I think that that's the majority. The majority of your yeah, hopes. Yeah. You guys covered mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I want to be able, I want to also have that feel as uh, as a kid watching Jedi that just as a, as a little boy uh, watching those and just wanting to go out to, to the recess uh, at my school and play yard and just play Star Wars. Mm. I want to play some Star Wars in the parking lot. <laughs> I think there's a, yeah, I think that there is going to be a feeling of yeah. I want to go down to Santa Monica and pretend it is the beaches of Scarif and yeah, yeah run Which, around. Mm-hmm. You can catch Joseph and Jennifer and I reenacting. <laughs> um, yeah, and that comes from the action. And so far, and and that's where my dislike of that second trailer, which was based on some of the stuff you were t- talking about, but what made me maybe calm down a little bit more is seeing seeing the action of Star Wars played out so well. That ATSD walking up the street in Jeddah looks <gasps> like how I would imagine as an eight year old kid if, yes. if those little walkers on Endor were placed in other areas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the X wings flying through and in, in, in space. Um, that has that magical Star Wars feel. So I want I want really to get lost in that. Yeah. Really yeah. feel it. Should we check out some of the audience hopes? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to list this one. We've already touched on it, but it was by far, I, I uh, gathered all of your, your hopes and questions, audience. So thank you so much for sending them in. And by far, the biggest one was Vader in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Many people said it in uh, many elegant ways, but I wanted to read what Ryan McKenna said on Facebook. Uh, here's what I want to happen. I want to see Darth Vader mercilessly slaughter people like House of Blue Leaves from Bill Kivel, Bill Kill Bill level uh, of slaughter. I'd settle for Saving Private Ryan level war violence, of course. We won't see either of those, but I'm sure it'll all still be great. Smiley face. Uh, so I, I, I think that it is clearly something that's going through all fans' heads. Yes. Of we want to see that. Vader. Vader. Vader, Vader. The Vader action. Which is the, the, the interesting quandary about this movie, because it's supposed to introduce a lot of new things and characters, but everyone wants the old classic. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you find that fine line? Well, yeah. It's sort of like saying, you know what? We're going to have a pepperoni pizza. Right. Just one pepperoni yeah. for flavor. Like, if you told me you're going to give me a pepperoni flavor, I want all yeah. the pepperoni, not just, yeah. like, one. Yeah. Uh, sitting there like the uh, the laser dish on the Death Star. And, um, <laughs> and Ryan's point about the Saving Private Ryan level war violence. You know, I don't know. Yeah, we're not going to get in that realistic, and that was obviously, you know, real life played out on the big screen. But I, I don't know. Some of the shots we've seen of, like, the helmets – in the sand oh, and all right. that yeah. kind of stuff. We mm-hmm. could get something. Doesn't mean you're going to see blood and guts. Right. It's what, a PG-13 rated movie? Yeah. So, yeah. But I absolutely think you could see the cost of this rebellion up close and personal. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's still possible. Yeah, I, I think, think so, so yeah. too. Yeah, and I think maybe the, a good distinction, uh, and some people are making it, This Ryan wrote this mm-hmm. in such a funny way that I wanted to share it, mm-hmm. but uh, the distinction between wanting Vader violence versus Vader action. Yeah. And we don't need to be violent, but we need him in action. In action. Yes. Being super effective. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Great one, Ryan. Thank uh, you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then to contrast that, uh, Amy Wishman Mothma mm-hmm. <laughs> at <great>. Amy Wishman <laughs> says, uh, my Rogue One dream is a great story I can share with my kids. Mm-hmm. Wanted to combine those two hopes because we've danced around a little bit, but I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about that big picture of yeah. the, they're telling everybody it's a war movie. It's a different movie. It's a Star Wars movie you've never seen. Action figures are still out there. Mm-hmm. So are they going to strike the balance? How are they going to do it? Yeah, I've been thinking about this one a lot. You're the mother. You're the authority here, Jennifer. Yeah, and I, I, I do... I bow to you. I do feel like they have not been doing as much of a 
pushed with a kid angle with Rogue One. Yeah. I think and my my daughter's not at the age yet where I would even introduce her to it, but I I do think it is going to be geared for a little bit older. Like mm. what well, I mean it's PG-13, right? But I right, guess maybe right. you could take your 10-year-old. I mean, I mean 10-year-olds are going to want to go see this. Well, Sith was PG-13 too, right? Oh, right. Um, yeah. but Case in point, I saw it, one of the viewings I saw was at the Cinerama Dome over there at ArcLight Hollywood, and there was a, uh, I think it was like two mothers taking their kids and maybe some kids' friends out for like a day to see Star Wars. I saw so the movie like on a Saturday afternoon, and uh, you know it was fun. They were all chit chatting, loving Star Wars. Movie starts, everything's good. But then when uh, Mace and and Palpatine went at it, and Palpatine gets electrocuted and all that stuff. All, like, four or five of those kids were crying. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So there's that fine line. But getting past all that, I think what, what Amy's going to have with her children and, and maybe one day you, Jennifer, with yours, uh, that uh, uh, the, the message behind it. And the Absolutely. empowerment of yeah. all the characters yes. is going to be what's important to share and be part of the bigger Star Wars tapestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Of Even if the film has some scary moments, even if it's a war movie and a violent movie, are the actions of our rebel heroes going to be something that you could proudly say, that's mm-hmm. a thing to aspire to? Yeah. That it's not a story of moral ambiguity where mm-hmm. the rebels do really questionable things uh, or it's presented in questionable. I know it's a war. They're killing people. Right. That, that's Star Wars. Um, but yeah, if it's presented as like, Jin is a role model. Mm-hmm. She makes the right choices. You can, if you're having a hard time in life, you can imagine yourself as Jin. Yeah. And I think that I think that they have been doing that in the sense of the the We Are All Rebels campaign. Right. You know, so they are trying to make it yeah. clear, like, the, yes, these are rebels, but they are doing what they believe in because it's the right thing to do. Right. They're yeah. rebelling against something evil. Yeah. So... So I think I think that'll be there, and it'll probably just be a, a damn entertaining movie too. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's there's always bigger themes in Star Wars, but it's how they're presented. We're not going to have any cuddly teddy bears. Bistain's pretty cuddly, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I'd be curious, Amy, out there too, and all our, our parents out there. Uh, after seeing this movie, uh, send in your thoughts to us, and we'll see, did it pass that test? Is it something that was too violent, too dark, or just in the right sweet spot? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, does, yeah, does it create a world where there can be different kinds of Star Wars movies uh, that, that get a little bit uh, more violent? Mm-hmm. Right, see if it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing, uh, next hope is from Matthew Charpentier <laughs> uh, at Matt, Hart, Matt, Charp, uh, Matt Charp on Twitter. Last minute heartbreaking instructions from Bale to Leia at the end of the film. That's mm. what he would like to see. Yeah, yeah, and we've already we've talked about that a lot because I think we all want it. And, and I go to Bloodline, and I, I don't know how. F- Deep you've gotten in the book yet, Jennifer. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff of, of Leia as an older general Leia looking back to her upbringing and her past and a, yes. and, a, and a trinket of importance and all that kind of stuff. So you forget, you know, that that was her father for all intents and purposes. And so knowing what happens, we didn't, you know, in any way get that payoff in New Hope, which is fine um, for the time. Um, but to, to, Get Jimmy Smith, who's a great actor. I love Jimmy Smith. I'd like, I'd like there to be that moment. I almost think we need that moment. Do you want just, uh, I mean, we haven't heard any rumors, any rumblings about Leia that I am aware of. No. So no. Casting wise, what would you want? Would you want a back of the head shot with the iconic buns mm, uh, yeah. on her head? Obviously, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Which is again almost Peter Sellers dying in the middle of the the, the Pink Panther movie and them having to shoot a, yeah. a, a stand in from behind. 
uh, look, there's that talk of Tarkin, right? Um, who we I believe is in this movie in some way, shape, yeah. or form, being heavily CGI'd. Um, you know, would it work if you take a young Carrie Fisher and and somehow you know work that? You know, if if it's done wrong, does it undercut an important scene? Do we need to see her? Maybe he's just sending a recording a message to his daughter. Oh, that would be I'd great. I'd like that. Yeah. yeah. That like, might be the way I'd prefer it. It's safer. Otherwise, you start getting into moments where if it's not done right, it's going to take us out of it and mm-hmm. just almost be co- not comical, but kind of. Well, it's distracting regardless, right? Yeah. Because if it's done poorly, it's Forrest Gump level technology. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then if it's done amazingly, that's kind of distracting. Yeah. Because then it takes yeah. you out of the moment the moment of the actual story of the movie and go like, whoa, right, they right, can right. put Carrie Fisher anywhere now? It's right. Frightening. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's what I yeah, that's what I worry about is uh, is is uh it's gotta be done right, but mm-hmm. I think they will and I think they will and there's all that talk of Tarkin being CGI. Maybe that talk was around Leia. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Interesting. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Our next hope comes from the Star Wars Report at Star Wars Report. Uh, Thanks for listening and for sending it in. It's kind of a comic hope, uh, so I enjoy that. They said that their hope is that I will cry like I did for The Force Awakens. Here, here. Like I said earlier, that's what I want too, and I, I think we'll get it. If it all, if it all this ties together, Vader kills everybody, uh, Jin escapes <laughs> in an escape pod, Bale gives one message, and and, and there is going to be a new hope, and uh, you know, I don't, yeah. That yeah. is a weird emotional moment to think about. Yeah. If we get the Vader action scene that I want, that yeah. will I be so moved that I weep? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Vader finally uh, killed everybody. The evil half man so cyborg <laughs> murdered all the people. It's all I've ever wanted. So sweet. Oh, Best Christmas ever. I think you get it. I mean, the end of Force Awakens for me got me emotional oh, for the, yeah. for, the, for many reasons, and, and a lot of it had to do with the growth of Rey and that moment with Rey and her handing the saber to Luke and 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 the brave payoff. Even though I would have wanted that one final Han and Luke scene, but that that brave move and then the payoff of of, of Luke Skywalker just appearing in the last shot uh, that that wrapped up in a different kind of emotions. Plus, we had returned after all these years. Yeah. Right. And uh, that tension, I didn't breathe for most of the movie just because, like, please be good, please be good, please be good. <laughs> mm. Different. So this will be a different feel. I think the emotion will have to come from what is literally on screen in story. Right. It's possible. For a war picture, it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> next hope at Lay Night, uh, Night Star 71 says, Hass Obit from Catalyst makes appearance. Great character. Could be new Han Solo. Mm. <laughs> So on our last episode, we talked a little bit about uh, how how he will fall in canon, uh, yeah. being a Dracillian like uh, Ori Marco Pruneface. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would you guys want him to make an appearance since he's already kind of tied to the yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah, I'd be completely happy with that. It'd be, yeah. it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Where would he be? Would he be in a cantina? Oh, yeah, he could be in a, I, a yeah. cantina. That, I think that would be fun. Cantina, yeah. part of the travels, you sure. know. You could know. be with Saw Gerrera. You know, yeah. could be with Saw. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's maybe Jen has to go see him, and and Haas is the one that's going to lead him to Saw, or or you know maybe Krennic, who had a lot to do with Haas, maybe he's seeking him for some sort of pay up debt kind of situation. Yeah. Oh. It won't be a major part, of course, but right. um, you know, yeah, I I totally the book did such a good job with that character that I'd be happy. To yeah. see that character. Yes. And it's cool. He's, we know that he is a pretty distinctive uh, species that we don't see a lot of. So if you see right. any Dracillians, you can go, Hasselbin. Yeah. If yeah. you just see him in prison yeah. with Jen. With <laughs> Jen. Uh, our last big hope comes from Ryan C. at Throne underscore talk. Mm-hmm. Seeing the classic episode four Red Squadron in action one more time. Hashtag where's Porkins? Now, I would like for them to see Porkins. Mm-hmm. It put Porkins in there. That would be interesting. Yeah. This is a thing that we haven't talked about as much, which is why I was uh, attracted to this hope that the it's a, it's a battle yeah. mm-hmm. that gets the plans ultimately. Mm-hmm. We've obviously seen footage of mm-hmm. great space battle. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much the battle is. We don't know if it's going to be different or similar to New Hope or what we really want out of it. What do you guys mm. want out of it? Out of that battle, I think the battle, the space battle scene and that great X-Wing pilot has got kind of like the blue and the old still much. I, I think yeah. it might be smaller than we're thinking. Yes. Yeah. Um, now that we've seen some of the stuff with the shield on the, around that planet and everything, it might be smaller than we're thinking. But, but what I want to see 
this is a great question and hashtag where's Porkins, but um, this this movie has to come to an end. We know, and it's the beginning of the new movie you yeah. know, of, of New Hope. It's the next movie, I should say, not the new one. Um, so to me, there's minutes, days, hours just between these two movies. So if the plans did come across and um, they they won't have them yet because we know Leia returns with them, but you got Jan Dodonna in his cell of Rebels that are mentioned in the show Rebels as they're the ones getting the, the Y-wings and all that kind of stuff, and he's kind of the power most dominant cell to me at this yeah. point. That would mean Biggs, Porkins, you know, Red Leader, Gold Leader. They're all there. Mm. If there's some shot and it's done right towards the end of the movie and everyone's waiting around or maybe when it's at Yavin 4, I don't need a, hi, I'm, I'm Jack Porkins. Who are you? I'm Big Starklighter. Oh, this is my friend Hobby. This is Wedge. I don't, I don't need that. But if there's some kind of clear, clear-cut shot or moment where we're like, oh, those are the guys that are about to go attack the Death Star. Wow. I could take that. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say need that, but it would make sense. It wouldn't be just fan service to me. Yeah. It'd be cool if yeah. it was, I don't know where we are going to be in the story of the rebellion. If all the cells have already kind of come together, because I think the cells are just the beginning of the rebellion. I don't think we're meant to think that's how it functioned all through mm-hmm. the original trilogy. Yeah. So I, it would be pretty awesome if it was a different squadron looks like they're defeated, and then Red Squadron swoops in at the last moment. Cool and it'll too. be kind of nice after everything that we have put Porkins through. <laughs> it's like, what if Porkins is the one who, like, delivers oh the gosh. shot that allows them to get the Death Star plans? Oh, It'd be like, great. yeah. Porkins, you've got a great future ahead of you. <laughs> oh, too soon. You know, it is possible, although they may have been referring to the Tarkin thing, yeah. where one of the visual effects guys was saying that they are doing a specific type of technology that's, at, that's very uh, forward. It's kind of the first of its time. Oh, really? Yeah. He would not say what it was. Porkins' vision. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they figured out a way no, to put him in there. Interesting. Great question, Ryan, though. Great question. Yeah, so thank you guys for all those hopes. There's a lot of them, uh, more than we could get to, uh, but a lot of them were on very similar themes, uh, wanting to see Vader action, wanting it to just be a great movie, which I think it will. There are also some questions that we wanted to address while we still have a little bit of time here. Yeah. Uh, the first one is from Stefan Kruger, who asks, which character do you think will most likely survive Rogue One, and which character do you think is most likely to pop up in other canon stuff like Star Wars Rebels? <laughs> Ken, you touched on this, but I feel like this is getting to be one of the biggest uh, sort of guessing game fun that mm-hmm. fans can have about who will live and who will die. I think Jin survives because I think this character deserves to survive mm-hmm. to me. Um, it makes sense if all the characters were to die. I understand that because we don't really hear them much again. But there's there's a lot of new ways to get these characters back in and worked in. The Rebels timing is interesting because this mid-season, uh, the, the season three, the mid-season ends on the 10th. Uh, by the time we're listening to this, it will have ended, which leads right into Rogue One. And then we get these two more seasons of rebels to play with. I don't know how that's going to factor in what they're going to do. Hmm. So, you know, if, if let's say Jen or so showed up in animated form in season four, that still would be before rogue one. And she's in prison from what we're led to believe at this point. Yeah. So I don't know if it works. Um, yeah, so, yeah, my prediction is she survives, but I, I, I don't, much like Ahsoka, they could do something different and weird with it. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, I wouldn't want it to be as like, oh, turns out she survived and she's a rebel general. She was on Hoth. You just didn't see her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Right. Yeah, no. no. In, yeah, maybe they're going to rely on the fact that these are not 
the standard rank and file committed rebels, but a group of miscreants who've been put together to do this yeah. more dangerous or absurd suicide squad almost mission. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for deaths, I, I do. I agree with you. I hadn't given it much thought, but I think Jen will live. I think it's just kind of too much of a bummer. Yeah. If that is the end beat, uh, yeah. I do think almost anybody else is up for the guillotine. Uh, Bates, Malvis, Saw Guerrera, all of them. All I think Sheridan Wegg. I think Vader drops him. Oh, you think you believe in the Force? I am the Force. Right. right. There, right. That's a, I think that's a great guess because I think it's more palatable when we know that narratively some of the characters should die. Give them a, a good, compelling narrative reason. Like, yeah. oh, you're blind and waving around a stick and think you are vaguely aware of the Force? Let let me yeah. show you the Force. Yeah. Mm, yeah. My right. stick is a lightsaber. Yeah. 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 And B- uh, Bodhi Rook is also, I think, going to get it because they uh, in the reshoot, they ex- <laughs> well, they expanded his backstory okay. to give him more of a heartfelt kind of mm. story. Oh. Oh, yeah, arc. to set up the loss. To set up yeah. the loss. And I think we're in this day and age with The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, where, you know, audiences are kind of used to characters that they love just dying. Yeah. Right. So, but I don't, they cannot kill Jin. They, they can't do it. Can't do it. It's huh? too much. Can't do it. That would really make it not kid friendly. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, well, yeah, that would be tough to explain to your kids. Do yeah. the right thing. You'll all get killed by some weird dude in a cape, but do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. Yeah, it's okay. Somebody who kind of looks like you will take up for you. Like, <laughs> you'll be sort of existentially replaced. Oh, Don't worry. Boy. It's a terrible message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, in terms of popping up, I think Sagarera is a really likely person mm-hmm. to just pop up in Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Yeah. Dealing with that weird timeline. Yeah, that weird uh-huh. timeline. I think he will show up in Rebels, but I don't think he makes out of this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next question is from Josh L. Chonin, who asks, uh, will we see do-back troopers at the post-credit scene? Hmm. Which I think is, uh, A, <laughs> a fun, funny question, and B, gets us to talking a little bit about how are they going to handle the whole post-credits world? We've talked about how this yeah. is them yeah. dabbling into Marvel territory, proving that they can have standalone movies. No opening crawl. What do they do at the end credits? Don't they, do it. Nothing. No, no, I don't no, want, yeah, I don't no. want. I don't want end credits. I, I don't want to say it cheapens it because I love it. I love yeah. it when they do it with Marvel. Oh, the Mar- but yeah, it's set up in that world. It's set up it in that world. It works so well in Iron Man. Yes. You got to keep doing it there. You have to. But in Star Wars, mm-hmm. no. Okay. Don't do it because i mean i'm trying to think what it could be and you know uh, dubacks i don't think dubacks will show up at any point in this movie i don't, I don't mm-hmm. think there's a point it'd be interesting if there's like a i've always wondered where the stormtroopers got them like are they just <laughs> on the star destroyer <laughs> um, right. just deploy the dubacks uh yeah we yeah we just busted up an illegal yeah. zoo and we have yeah. all these animals yeah, just they, on the star destroyer know, is, is, are they on tatooine and they have to go to like a dubac dealer like, can we rent, so. can we rent eight yeah, oh, the EOPs man. are tired of yeah. being ridden. It's like City, City Slickers 4, something right. like that. Um, but as far as post, like, what could it be, you know? Like, what could it be? Is it, is it you know, if you had, didn't have to worry about real actors being cast, is it, is it, is it Luke wakes up and, and tries to go to Tashi Station to hang out with his friends and see something in the sky, the yeah. original deleted, oh deleted scene from A New Watching Hope? Watching the fight, wow. yeah. Yeah, it, that would wow. be what I wanted, you know? Mm. Do we do some kind of weird... Ewan McGregor in, in makeup that they shot and didn't tell anybody and he suddenly like comes and wakes up from meditation. Yeah. yeah. Something like that could work. Sure. If, yeah. if that's yeah. what it is, I'll be so geeked up I'll change my tune yeah. on post credit. Yeah, but it just has too. to be flavor, right? Yeah. Yes. It has to be flavor. It can't be narrative. We don't want narrative. We no. just want a fun flavor. button. Yeah. If they introduced yeah. a cantina in like the 
end credits was like the band playing okay. or it's just something fun. That's yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. That'd be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, great question. Next question is from Bradford Jensen who asks, uh, Oh, we already covered that. Do they all mm-hmm. die? And if so, will they end on a hopeful note? I, I think they will strike the balance. We talked a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. But, but it's uh, a good question, Bradford there. And, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and to his question, he said, he asked, how will we learn how Sagar gets jacked up? Meaning yeah. He went through some damage. He's got a peg leg and all that kind of stuff. I think we'll, we'll I think that might come up in rebels or something like that to me. I yeah. Think. That's a good place outside, to, outside the movie, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought we'd maybe get it in in mm-hmm. a different place that we didn't. Uh, anyway, next one is from Matt Burnt at Design underscore seventy nine. <gasps> this is a big one. This Who is, a good one. is in that Bakta tank from the first trailer? Why haven't we seen more of that? I totally forgot about that until right now. It was one of the biggest sort of conspiracy generators it from oh the gosh. early parts of this promotion. Yeah, and it's been removed. It's been removed. Oh, yeah, so you know what? We, we, we don't really do. see it. It might be gone because it's gone. Yeah. Really? Because oh, it's yeah. not in the not movie. In, in because, the movie. you know, we Shit. know that well. That, yeah. You know, maybe that is a scene of Maz Kanata handing Leia the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. It's been burned before. That's true. That's true. I think it could be removed because it's removed. I think it could be removed because someone said, oh, let's not, not, that's the, let's too not much. show yeah. them that. So assuming, let's huh. assume it's in the movie. Yeah. Um, any thoughts, predictions to answer God. Matt's question who we think it might be? I have not thought about this since the since, beginning. Yeah. 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 I mean, it does look very meditation chamber-like. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like, is that the emperor in there? Was Vader wounded? The, the royal guards are there. The, yeah. Right. yeah, the royal guards are there. Is that an inquisitor? Right, because mm. um, it's a it's a man in a black cape, right? Yeah, which I think is in Krennic's outfit. No, it's and not Krennic. And it, this, it's not Vader. Uh uh-uh. uh yeah. No. Wow. So Ooh. yeah, maybe some weird Janus Grigatus Imperial <laughs> dignitary. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's the only man. I don't I don't think it's the Emperor. The Royal Guards there definitely, of course, make you immediately think Emperor, but. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad. That's a great question, Matt, because I had forgotten about that, too. Yeah. The rampant th- speculation. And I hope it's in the movie and that we have, I hope we have that one surprise left. That would be yeah. great. It would be amazing if it was the Emperor. I think it could be Vader because there's a lot of Vader steam. Every other shot yeah. of Vader, pretty much, he is walking through steam. Yes. Yeah. So that might mm. be mm. Vader in some sort of we'll uh, repair out. chamber. Mm. Uh, next one is from Rob Clark at Jurassic Clark. Odds that Rogue One ends with three PO and R two. Mm. I like that random because we mm, are we are all kind of guessing what is the exact moment it's going to end. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, wow, these are all such good. What's questions. interesting is you would have heard just you would have maybe heard if Anthony Daniels was brought in. Um, yeah. Though they can definitely try to keep things secret. It's really tough too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we knew about Daniel Craig way before we all knew. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that was that right. was reported upon. Um, but there's ways to do it. Um, but I think I I would enjoy if they're brought in in the right way. They have to be on the blockade runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we see them, then it all ties in to that ship taking off. Right. Or going to where, again, where the movie ends. Yeah. Mm. Ties to the idea that um, Lucas had that it, at one point it was from their perspective. Their perspective. So if it ends right. with them shuffling down the hall, that mm-hmm. might be a nice shot. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the big question is where does this end? Yeah. We, we keep thinking and, and hoping that it's it's the handing off of the plans, whether it's physically or beaming them board the ship and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, maybe it could go a little bit past that. We don't know. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It could be. The, the timelines could get muddled. You know? Oh, yeah. It's crossed over, I should say. Right. Yeah, it could be the Tantive Four flying along and then the Death Star drops out of hyperspace behind it and mm-hmm. sets up just the exact shot, mm-hmm. you know, of the beginning. Hmm. Do you guys want, uh, Jennifer, do you want to see 3PO and R2? I don't need to, you know, Mm -hmm. but would it be a fun little moment? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know how I want the film to end. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the the biggest question for me. Yeah. Do you want it to end on a big, like, moment or do we need a quiet moment after the... Exactly. Finale of the movie. And I think I need some, not need, needs a strong word as a nerd, but um, I, I would like a quiet moment that sets up the next movie. Not quiet, but like, I need to know that this is happening. We have the plans. They're going to Leia. Right. Bail. Get your, sh- get your ship going. Yeah. To, you know, I'm, I'm communicating with my droids right now. They're talking to Captain Antilles. Like, uh, that kind of stuff could happen. You know? Yeah. 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 A muted celebration because it is their first major first victory, victory, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll pay for it. Yeah. Uh, final question is also a very good one. Uh, comes from Facebook. Chris Ames asks, how do you think our ideas of the force will be altered by a film that makes use of the concept? It seems pretty heavily, but features no Jedi or Sith. Mm. So we know Vader will be in it, so there is a Sith. But yes, the larger point was that I think Chris is making well is that it was sold. This isn't a Force movie. This is about normal people taking care of business. But we're going to Jetta. We're going to learn about Jared Emway's perspective. Yeah. Do you think that we're going to come away with a different idea of the Force? I think kind of what we've been what we saw in Catalyst, which mm-hmm. is this notion of people being Force friendly or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think it's definitely going to be. I don't want to say looming because that's ominous, but that it's going to have a presence in the film. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's like like in Catalyst, how remember, I think Lyra is like one minute, one day, suddenly it feels mm-hmm. like the Jedi are a myth. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in a matter of a week, you know, yeah. right? Something like that. Yeah. The, between the propaganda and the actual feeling of people who are at all force uh, friendly. Right, mm-hmm. right. That the galaxy just feels empty. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that that will definitely be a part of the film as well. Yeah, and I think it's going to do a lot to tie back to the idea that I had mentioned that I fell victim of, which is separating the Force users and the rest of the galaxy as if it was, uh, you know, wizards and muggles. Yeah. Where, (laughs) you know, the muggles are completely unaware of this world. I somehow have got myself in that trap over the years of uh, of that thinking. But because in in, in Jedi, Akbar again, Akbar says Force with you. But in in Star Wars, you get the sense that everybody kind of knows about the Force and has some kind of opinion on it. Han had his... Jan Dodonna says it, you know, it's it's all kind of there. Um, we can tie it easily into our society about religions and everything, but I think it's even bigger in that. To me, it's not just a religion. Yeah, there's now a Church of the Force we're aware and all the stuff with Lord Santeca. But, but um, I think we're going to get somehow the Force actually is perceived uh, by the common folk of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And a lot will lie in Sherrod Emway. Yeah. You know? And in knowing that this whole planet worships a force. Uh, yeah, I think it is going to bring some of the stuff that's in our books and comic books that our Uber fans talk about and just bring it out and make it clear to the general public of it's not a superpower. It's not a religion. It's kind of a mix of all these ideas. And more than anything, the evil of the empire is trying to use this propaganda to stamp it out and say it's not real. So I wonder if there'll even be almost an element Game of Thrones-like of it's almost like an analogy for denying climate change Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is a natural part of the way the galaxy works 
and it should be regarded and respected, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't let other people try to tell you that it's not there. Right. Which will right. be interesting because the planet Jetta is like the ho- the holy land, as I think they've been saying, you know, in the press things. So, and then the Empire is like literally hovering over this planet, yeah. trying to suppress it. So, yeah, how will they be able to say that this this does not exist? Everything holy here is not real. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, you all just made it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. Facts don't post facts. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully that will set the stage for what the way the forces. Uh, communicated in New Hope is that the good guys believe in it mm-hmm. and that they are, that is the, the right and hopeful thing to do. And I think it will set up that perspective of the force. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. There's so much. Yeah. There's so much. And what I love is I'm sitting here listening to us record and, and knowing that on some level we are completely right or completely <laughs> wrong. Oh, yes. And we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. Part of this fun, part of why we exist as a show and part of why you guys out there exist as a fan group to join with us on this fun mission to go see Rogue One. So guys, that is it. Our predictions, our fears, our hopes, our questions, and a lot about how much will Darth Vader murder people. Uh, <laughs> it is the big thing. Guys, I want to thank you for join, joining us and joining me today. Uh, Joseph, uh, tell us where uh, you will be posting your opinions of Rogue One. Oh, I will be posting them on walls all across Los Angeles with spray paint. Uh, so try to stop me. I'll be down at the Santa Monica Beach running around uh, pretending to shoot people with my blaster rifle. You can follow me on social media, though. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw, you can catch up on my podcast, Obsessed, uh, by going and finding that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And I've got a New Year's Eve comedy show coming up on New Year's Eve, which makes sense. You can find out info about that at josephscrimshaw.com, too. Absolutely. Jennifer? You can find me on all social media sites at Jennifer Landa. I will be definitely posting a review of Rogue One on my YouTube channel after the film comes out, uh, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. And check out starwars.com where I will be posting about my DIY Rogue One costumes. Yeah. So if you want to dress up for the film... I got you covered. Absolutely. I do. I don't have the <laughs> skills to do it, but I do. Um, hey, you can follow me at Ken Napsuck across all social media platforms. I'm sure we'll be breaking down a lot of this over on Jedi Council on Collider as well. But we will be having a Rogue One review wrap-up and whether we got our predictions right or not uh, show. We're trying to put it together as the time of this recording. Uh, we've got holiday parties. I'm being sent on an emergency trip to New York. Uh, <laughs> Joseph's going to be seeing Rogue One for the seventh time. So we're going to try to find a way to get you guys, our Force Center audience, a uh, quick and uh, accurate and and in-depth review of the movie. We're going to do it. Stick with us here and find out when that's coming out. Uh, We will have it here on the Force Center Podcast Network. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter at Force Center Pod and on Facebook, the big push. Give us a like on Facebook. We have the Facebook page there. It's a chance for you to kind of write some more in-depth questions so we can take them and put them on the show. We're trying to get to 1,000, Joseph. That's right. We will get, I believe, I am full of hope after going through the darkness and then talking more about hope. Mm -hmm. I think that we will uh, be successful, much like the Rebels, in getting the Death Star plans. We will be just as successful by getting 1,000 Facebook likes (laughs) and saving the galaxy. So until next time, for Joseph Jennifer, I'm Ken. This is Force Center. Be sure to keep staying close to your heart. Thank you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.